Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you are looking to get married, you are engaged, newly married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have successfully navigated those winding roads over the past 18 plus years. Join us on this journey as we discuss real life experiences, both highs and lows, and what we have learned along the way. Happiness, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome to Destination Marriage. Welcome to episode 12 of Destination Marriage. I'm Tommy. And I'm Jackie. And we are thrilled to have you join us on our journey today. Yes. So today's episode is a little bit different for us. Uh, We're going to be talking about coping yet thriving with Mm -hmm. severe food allergies. Right. So 13 years ago, um, we welcomed a baby boy into the world and just fell in love with being new parents all over again. Um, That new baby smell, endless snuggles, tiny feet, all the things that make that newborn baby time so special. No sleeping, messy diapers, (laughs) all the fun things too. You're not supposed to tell anyone those things. Not everybody knows those things. However, um, (laughs) around the six-month mark of Dylan's life, he started developing severe red flare-ups on his face and throughout his body. We took him to the pediatrician like any other responsible parent, and we were told it was simply topical. Uh, So they just referred us to a dermatologist. Mm -hmm. So from there, we were offered suggestions on topical creams, ointments, detergent, um, just different things that we could do to prevent future flare-ups. But unfortunately, none of them worked. And none of them cured, you know, any of the things that he was experiencing. So he had to have his little hands wrapped in mittens at night. Yeah, but I used to take his little baby socks and, you know, we would almost tape them have to, to his, tape them. It was terrible because yeah. he was scratching himself bloody yeah. every morning. We would, would wake up. It was scary. There was blood on the sheets and, like, it looked like... Yeah, like... <laughs> it was terrible. It was not a good scene. No. To say it was stressful would be an understatement. I mean, I was in, I was in tears and I felt helpless because, you know, I see my baby uncomfortable. We were at our wits end. He wasn't sleeping well. It was just overwhelming. Yeah. I felt terrible taping his hands every night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not his actual skin, but taping the the socks around his little wrists. Those little mittens. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then what was, what was really interesting and kind of frustrating all at the same time was uh, I was in the medical um, device space at the time, and I was in a mm-hmm. I was in a case, and I was talking with one of the nurses about um, about his you know condition and yeah. all the same stuff we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me. She goes, um, "He's got food allergies." And I was like, "What? What do you mean?" And she proceeded to kind of. You need to send her a thank you. I thanked her many times. <laughs> I trust know. Me. I'm just teasing. Um, but so she, you know, she went through the kind of some of the same. Asked me a few questions. Mm-hmm. And then she told me, yeah, that's this, my son had the same thing. So she had been living with it like we were, but yeah. she had been living with it for 12 years. And she, she said, you need to go see the, a pediatric allergist and mm-hmm. get him tested. And what was really kind of pissed me off about this whole thing, and I'm angry at myself and just at the whole healthcare system in, in mm-hmm. general, is the, quote, pediatric allergist in town was in the same office as our pediatric yeah. dermatologist. They were right. partners. And not one time... Mm-hmm. Did the dermatologist suggest, oh, maybe he should be tested for food allergies or yeah. you know, some sort of allergies? And so... Uh, the communication was definitely... Yeah, and it's not a knock lacking. on the healthcare system, but it's, you know, it's kind of... It's that balance of be an educated patient, mm-hmm. but also, you know, you want to trust your your healthcare providers. Right. You know, 
you don't want to be treated like a number. They should pay attention to you. Yeah, right? like we really felt that way with the dermatologist. Yeah, it did feel bit. that way. She'd come in for like 30 seconds, and I know they're busy, and they've got to see a 1,000 patients, mm -hmm. but it was like, here, try this, throw some creams at us and see yeah. if it helps. You know, here's, mm -hmm. here's some samples that somebody left. But, um, <laughs> you know, so we, uh, yeah, we went and got them tested, right? Yeah, and so, I mean, you know, sure enough, um, once we got them tested, we found out Dylan was allergic to dairy, eggs, peanuts, and tree nuts. That's it. Just those. Yeah. Just those. <laughs> you don't realize until you have to look at labels. It's in everything. That dairy, eggs, you know, nuts, mm -hmm. not so much, but like, man, dairy and eggs are just about in everything. Yeah. And at, at the time, you know, he's he's a baby, so obviously he had been given formula, which is a dairy-based formula, and even that was causing a flare-up, just something as basic as formula. Before anything else is introduced, he was already... Mm -hmm. You know, being every day serve something that was causing the flare-up. So what a relief, though. I mean, I would say just to know what's causing it, at least to have a starting point, it does make you feel like you can then position yourself the right way. So we sure. immediately changed the formula, the baby food, and also made sure to check all of his topical ointments because some of them have different almond extracts or different oils that are not related. Yeah, so, and if, until we learned, you know, certain things may say you know, almond or say peanut, but we didn't know at the time. So we just yeah. got rid of everything. And, you know, it was, mm -hmm. it was just anything that remotely close that even we read s every that, label that, that had the same letters as milk and got, uh, <laughs> got removed. Toss it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so now we learn what's causing the severe flare ups on his skin, but we also learned that he had environmental allergens that was causing the severe eczema as well. Yeah. And that was, you know, it was like a double whammy. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, so is it chicken or the egg, what's causing the aller you know, what's causing the eczema. Right. Um, Still both connected, but then it was like, then we had everything else, you know, t taking them outside, grass, you name it, um, was also triggering the eczema. It's like we had put, had to put them in a bubble practically. Yeah, right. And that's, that's tough as a parent. You want your, your yeah. kid to explore and, mm -hmm. you know, play and it, it's, it's tough. Enjoy just little things. Yeah. Right. So, you know, please note this was not your everyday, like, small patch of annoying eczema that maybe is the size of a mosquito bite. We're talking, like, this covered probably, I don't know, what would you say, 60% I mean, of his body? how bad the flare-up was, yeah. And mm -hmm. then, as when he was really young, because he would scratch it so much, remember it started, you know, he would get himself little staph infections, too, because yeah. it, it was, you know, it was kind of like this open wound that he would, the poor guy just... It, I mean, it touch any, any, yeah, yeah any surface, any surface like in a public and that was another area. time where i actually talked with that nurse again just kind of lamenting about mm -hmm. that and her son had the exact same thing so it, not that it made me feel better but at least it made me feel like all right we were we were still doing our best we could but it was still regardless of all of our efforts there's still things that are going to happen that are just right you know, you don't need to feel that terrible as a parent i guess i mean you but, know, if you're doing the right things right but you still even even if you are doing all the right things, seeing your child suffer it's and terrible. seeing them uncomfortable, especially when they're at a very young age, and we're talking baby, toddler years, these aren't years that you can sit down with your child and say, make sure you stay away from these surfaces. Right. You know, these. this is a time where it's already difficult. It's already difficult. Having a toddler. Yeah, toddler. they're into everything. Yeah. Okay? So if they're into everything, then you have to make sure that they're not into everything they're mm -hmm. allergic to. They're already probably not sleeping as well as they would when they're a little bit older. So now you're having the uncomfortableness of, of having eczema, you know, yeah. so. It was a challenge. Yeah. It still is a challenge. So 
just to kind of put it in perspective, um, it's we looked up some stats. It's actually common for children um, who have food allergies to also have eczema. Mm -hmm. And so on average, one in 25 children have a food allergy and are more common in those that have eczema. The most common foods are eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, dairy, selfish, wheat, selfish. and soy. Did I say selfish? You said I mean, selfish. That's an allergy too. Though. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's much more than an allergy. So there are other foods that trigger an allergic reaction, but these are just kind of the most common. So um, luckily he doesn't have a, a shellfish allergy but or wheat, but mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't like any seafood, so that, uh, that works out in yeah, our favor. He but, doesn't um, want any uh, lobster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing that I will say. Yeah. Do you remember being in a classroom as a kid and being, you know, around other kids that had severe food allergies no. to the point where they would have a sign, you know, no. this is a peanut-free classroom. Now it's everywhere. It is, and, and I've, we've, as we, as you look and do, you know, watch documentaries and look up research on this, there's kind of national level environmental factors that have changed. And mm -hmm. obviously we're not, you know, experts in the field with to be able to discuss that. And there's a lot of controversy around that. Yeah. Um, but it is something that I, don't, I remember as a kid. We never did. Never, never experienced it, it. Never, knew never had a kid that couldn't have a slice of the birthday cake at the birthday party. It never happened. So we thought it would be really helpful and fun to discuss our family's experience with food allergies and eczema from not only a parent's perspective, but also from our 13-year-old son, Dylan, who has actually lived with the allergies his whole life. Welcome to the podcast, Dylan. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> So what we what we thought we'd do is we'll certainly share some more stories and kind of from both from our perspective and his, mm -hmm. you know, like the same story from different angles. Right. But, you know, we also wanted to um, get a lot of Dylan's thoughts, right? Like what mm -hmm. what is it like with certain things? So we're going to have a little bit of a Q&A here and ask ask our Don't our youngest nervous. son some questions about living with allergies. But um, so the first question, buddy, is what has been the most challenging thing about having food allergies and eczema? Well, um, it might not be as challenging, but it was more just annoying. Um, reading the food labels, like whenever you got like something new from a store or something like that, like cookies or brownies, like you have to go back and look at the labels. And especially like if someone would bring in a treat from school and it says like may contain, adults think, oh, it has peanuts in it when it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It just says may contains. And since they knew you had allergies, they wouldn't give it to you, and you're like, it doesn't have anything I can't eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want to play it safe. Yeah. But yeah, that can be. Yeah, schools have gotten a lot better with that. Yeah. Which you know has been pretty good, and there's not as there's a there's a lot more knowledge around it. But mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the labels thing, right? They say this this container this may contain or this has a this was made in a facility that had that may contain nuts or you know whatever. And, yeah process we have to do that though I know yeah it's a it's a bit of a liability thing on their part yeah but um, that's tough mm -hmm. you know we've had to like kind of make judgment calls on some things right and that was obviously when you could read labels you know before you could read labels yeah, he wasn't was... able to to do that I don't know if you remember but you we know at lunch read them. <laughs> well, we read them for him but when he was at school you know they had to watch over and make sure kids weren't sharing snacks yeah yeah, that was tough. You were you would be kind of put in like a, a little sec different section, right? Mm -hmm. You had to sit at a different part of the lunch table. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, well, it was for your own safety, yeah. you know. But uh, so, what about like going to birthday parties and things like that? Oh, uh, yeah, it was definitely annoying when you go to school and you can't have like something like a certain treat. I remember one time I was like first grade, I couldn't have a gingerbread cookie or something like that. A gingerbread man or something. I think it was that. How did that mm -hmm. make you feel? 
alone. Oh. No, nah, it didn't make me feel alone, but it definitely felt... Um, like singled out? Yeah, I guess I felt kind of like crappy. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't, I can't try that. That looks super good. Well, too bad. I can't have it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's it's not because they obviously didn't want to give it to you. They, they probably didn't know. Oh, gosh, does a gingerbread cookie have any nuts or milk or, you know? Yeah, especially if they put all these extracts and baked goods, you know, like yeah. cookies and stuff. So. I mean, you know, it's it, we felt it on our end too, bud. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard as parents to, to know that's probably happening and, yeah. like, what do you do about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Well, what advice can you lend to other kids who are living with food allergies or eczema? Either one. What kind of advice can you lend them? Well, the first thing is, you know, read the levels and just, like, have some sense about it, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you have eczema, one thing to, like, try to avoid is, like, you got to go outside at, like, certain times where it's not like maybe not too hot and you're not sweating mm-hmm. always like apply cream when it's like dry area stuff like that wear socks mm-hmm. and um usually you shouldn't sleep with a pet because of fur problems stuff like that mm. like if i snuggle up with my dog gunner um sometimes i'll start flaring up with him yeah and swimming too like after you swim always wash off because like usually that'll like make my skin just flare up something like that Mm -hmm. and then like salt water isn't bad like it stinks yeah it 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 actually dries everything out yeah Yeah. it didn't Mm -hmm. it stung a lot but you just get used to it you have to deal with it it was harder that was harder when you were when you were little oh yeah that's that's bad because you you wanted to get it right back out i was like you know, as a dad, I knew you would enjoy the water after a few minutes once the kind of sting went away. But, you know, it's tough when you're four or five and you mm-hmm. feel that initial sting. It's like, I don't want to stay in. But no, you want, trust yeah. me, you want to enjoy the water. And but it would actually it. close up some of those areas of the, where the eczema was, was really healing. bad. Yeah, and it would yeah. heal it up for a few days. It would actually look really good after you went to the beach. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, kind of on that same line, buddy, one of the things that we've always admired in you is your confidence. Um, mom calls it Dylan confidence. But... Um, Actually, a lot of our family members call it yeah, Dylan Confidence. Yeah, everyone's called it Dylan Confidence. Yeah, it's a real thing. So, kind of back to that same question from before, how do you approach other kids, right? Because kids are mean or can be mean. So or inquisitive, you, even or if they're not being mean, they're yeah. inquisitive. But for either one, whether p- kids are asking or kids are trying to pick on you, like how have you kind of led and what would you give advice to other kids around being confident in who you are and Mm-hmm. and having those allergies yeah well the first of all like i got i don't know if i consider this lucky but like no one ever bullied me about it because mm-hmm. like i had a lot of friends and stuff like that i knew like most people so and if anyone were to say something about it I'd be like oh i have eczema like mm-hmm. okay yeah that, like not that, not kind of shy away from it just, just something i have exactly like, and yeah mm-hmm. i love that confidence i've heard you in front of other people and when, when they ask and you just yeah i've got eczema mm-hmm Big deal. All right, let's go play. Right. And yeah. People are like, oh, okay. <laughs> you have eczema. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. That's great, buddy. We really, we really, we really do look up to you with that confidence you have. Because we're worried about it as parents. Like, we send you off to school. It's already a tough. And then, you know, like, gosh, what are the kids going to say? Like, mm-hmm. we're worried about having a reaction and everything. But, um, so, one of the things that we were really thankful for was a few years ago, we actually were able to get him, get Dylan part of a, a clinical study for mm-hmm. Dupixent. Yeah. 
which has already had already been approved for adults, but they were they hadn't been approved for adolescents yet. So we luckily we we got them connected with the right um, local dermatology practice that had a big clinical trials um, kind of part of their practice, and mm-hmm. that absolutely changed your life, right? And it's it's an amazing drug. Um, you know, if you do have eczema, you know, do your own research, reach out to your 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 doctor and, and ask about it if you don't know about it. But Dylan, what? You know, how has that yeah, changed how's your that life changed since you? that? Um, now that you're on the Dupixin. Yeah. Well, at first, uh, the shots were kind of, you know, they sucked. You like, <laughs> I remember getting one in the thigh, but it was still like a win-win, you know. And like the win, two wins, I got, you know, better skin in general. Mm-hmm. And I would get it set for life, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, win winner chicken dinner, I got paid for it too. There you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> that's, that's a big deal right there, yeah. And the study was quite a, I mean, it was it was pretty long. What was it, like six? It was, was a full year? It was like it was a, a year. Time. Yeah. Because they needed to get a lot of data mm-hmm. to show long term outcomes, not just immediate response. How many other yeah. kids were it? Like 14? I think it was a total of. Um, it was a it was a few hundred in the study. It was a, it was a it was a large study, but locally I think but they had locally, twenty or something. Yeah. No, they had less than that. Less locally, than... they only had. He's right. I like think 15 it was fourteen or, 14 yeah. or fifteen. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of funny story about that. So, back to your point about the salt water. So to qual to to, to qualify for the study, uh, I think it was the patient had to present with like seventy five percent of their body covered in eczema. Oh, right, yeah. and the severe yeah. severe eczema severe. It had to be ranked. So they did all this this kind of a little bit subjective, but they just you know, did a full body It was like different checkpoints. Yeah. And And so you got kind of a strike one, strike two policy. And the first time Mm -hmm. we had just gotten back from a a beach vacation. So he had like four or five days of of ocean water and it dried everything up. So he failed the assessment. So the second one, (laughs) probably not my best parenting moment, but it, it worked. The night before we were going back to the doctor, I had him go out into the yard with the shirt off and roll around in the grass <laughs> yeah. because, you know, your back and bot and your stomach make up so much of your body as far as mm-hmm. coverage of your skin. So right. Luckily, and that's what it would normally be. It's just we had, he had been removed yeah, from that. Yeah. And just to, to double make sure we uh, caused a flare up. And right. At to first make sure you were like, could... you were pretty annoyed by me wanting to do that. But then, because you knew how miserable you're going to be. I wasn't like that bad. But, but like, it just kind of sucked, I guess. It does mm-hmm. suck. But like, was... just, I just hated general just like man i'm sure parents you're hearing that you just you hear that hating moving and um what do you what do you tell us when mom asked you about you you had gotten a flare-up um recently because we've been in this this extreme heat heat wave wave. oh yeah like it's been like 100 degrees and like i've been playing uh saturday mornings and like that that exact morning they decide haha we're gonna cut the grass so like the grass like it's it's that's a big problem and just like the sweat in general too and the thing about that like when it flares up it heats up your body too it heats it just you can feel it like on your neck your face you can feel that just hitting you mm-hmm. and it's just stabbing you and that just mm, that like I can feel myself like just like dizziness and stuff like that like oh, I can just feel the heat exhaustion just hitting yeah. me dude oh geez and that's that's light years ahead of where it was. I mean, it's night and day from, from a few years ago when mm-hmm. he'd go out in the soccer field and two minutes into practice, you couldn't even run because you were scratching the back of your yeah. knees. Yeah, it's definitely not like as bad as in general now. Like, I don't itch, but I can definitely still feel it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been... But it's overall, it's been a lifesaver. Now, it does not change the... That is more focused on the eczema as 
caused from external allergens, not not food allergies. But right. So the food allergies are still there. He still needs to stay away, right, Dylan, from peanuts, peanuts and, tree and tree nuts. He has grown out of egg dairy. and dairy. Yeah. And yeah. just so everyone knows, you know, if you do have a baby that has all of those allergies or allergens and more, um, some of them they actually grow out of. Um, peanuts and tree nuts are typically the ones that are the sticklers that tend to not yeah. want to go away. And um, and if your child does have eczema, if you have a baby with eczema, absolutely get them tested for food allergies. Eczema is a strong link to food allergies. And yeah. we're not talking about... I think it should be like something like when they're born or something like that. Immediately. Like soon, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I mean, the, the environment has changed. Like mm -hmm. the actual environment has changed. And right. so it's causing... There's, there's, they still don't know and... You, you ask a hundred pediatricians, you'll probably get 80 different answers, but like there's a, there's a lot of things that are happening. What's undeniable is that it's happening, right? Mm -hmm. So be, be mindful. Right. But there we are definitely never, more options now. We were always, we always try to be level-headed about it. And that's, I think what kind of gave you some of that confidence is we just taught you right from the beginning, what you can and can't have, what to do, what to ask. And I think that prevented some of that hysteria that you see kind of mm -hmm. like going around, which then, you know, if you're hysterical around a kid, they kind mm -hmm. of, pick up on that and then they're freaking out. So we've been really level-headed about it, but yeah. but very thorough, right? right? I mean, you're the keeper of EpiPens. You, you uh, make sure that yeah. everyone's got one and... Grandmas have one yeah. when we travel with multiple. And Dylan even knows how to use it if he had to use it. And I would, right Dylan? Would encourage you, I mean, obviously he's older now. He wasn't walking around with an EpiPen at three, but, um, and his older brother, I taught him how to use it on Dylan if he needed to. So, you know, your, your children need to, once they're of a certain age, be educated on how to use the EpiPen if they're alone, you know, and, and, or they're at a friend's house, a sleepover or anything, they should be always with an EpiPen. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, um, you were talking about the, the food allergy, the, the challenges and where he grew out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing we would definitely recommend and, and this is coming from, from a, a man who thinks duct tape can fix everything, right? So that's kind of who I am. But, like, don't So convicts, So convicts. So convicts. You know, Windex or, or duct tape. But, it's Vix. <laughs> but, but don't risk it, right? Like, don't just say, well, I'll just start introducing, you know, milk, and it'll just grow in. You know, okay. yes, that's, the, that's like the path to, to helping build up that immunity. But do it under doctor's doctor supervision, because what yeah. if that? What if he did have some sort of anaphylactic shock or right. response, and you didn't know? You know, mm -hmm. you're being kind of being cocky about it, and you know, not following the doctor's orders. Just just follow the instructions. Mm -hmm. the, it's there for a reason. You don't want to. You just don't want to have a, a t terrible outcome, and right. it could be prevented. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Dylan, do you have any stories around close calls that you've had over the years with food? Of course, I do. Uh, the first story I have is our flight to Italy, eight-hour flight, and so about two hours into the flight, it was getting dark, so they served dinner, mm -hmm. and so there was two options. I only remember one. That was the pesto sauce pasta, and so of course, like I saw that, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'd rather have that over the other one, and so as they served it to me, my mom caught on and that was pesto sauce and pesto sauce has pine nuts in it. Right, which you're really strongly so allergic, allergic to. to. Yeah, that yeah. will cause anaphylactic shock. A little bit of rip, so yeah. And then the second story I have was, I was at my grandparents' house once. <laughs> oh geez, okay. And so my grandpa and my two cousins, you know, shout out to them, Mason and Kennedy, and we were having some fruitcake. And 
the fruitcake ended up having like almonds in it and it had pine nuts in it. it it just had all the good stuff just all the tree nuts and peanuts yeah and of course me not checking the labels i was like haha i'm gonna have a big slice of this and i start eating it and of course i don't like it and so i sit down and then my cousin's like what does this have in it? <laughs> my grandpa starts reading it out. And he's like, almonds? But wait. And basically looked at me. And I got nervous. And so I'm like, you know, sweating and whatnot. And I don't know what's going to happen. Didn't you call me? Yeah, I called dad. They come over here and give me the EpiPen. Because I don't so know. I hop in the car with an EpiPen. And we were and watching out. And gave him Benadryl. And yeah. now they have an EpiPen there permanently. <laughs> um, I think the other one was expired. Yeah. So. Yeah. We always have to constantly make sure we refresh the EpiPen. Which, side note, I did ask the allergist about the expired EpiPens, and he said on average a year, every year they lose a mm -hmm. couple percentage points of, of their potency. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they can be really expensive. Obviously, this is not medical advice, but I don't necessarily on toss them. Yeah, right? Because if it's only a year after the expiration date, it still the could be life or death. Yeah, but if it's a school or a team, yeah, any have, extracurricular activity, it needs to, to, it needs to be up to date. Yeah, they won't accept it. Yeah, so dad jumped in the car with the EpiPen and was talking to grandpa the whole time and everybody was keeping... keeping checking your breathing, checking right? Yeah. You check your breathing. And uh, <laughs> thankfully there was there was no issues. Yeah, Maybe no issues. Eat. But, you know, little things like that can happen. That's scary. So, so quick, right? Mm -hmm. And if you would have had a shock, you know, some sort of shock reaction, it could have... Mm -hmm. and, and what turned into be... What was a fun little night with the cousins and the grandparents could have been tragic. Oh, not only that, but it could have definitely ended up being a hospital visit and, you know, I'm sure uh, hospital. plenty of other needles that you wouldn't want hey, stuck Dylan, in your arm. <laughs> I have one just, just, just reminding you. Remember when you had the food challenge and they made you do the heavy breathing when they would check your vitals every every few minutes? Remember when you did that heavy breathing around Grandma and she freaked out because she thought you were having a shock when you were at their house eating because you were used to doing that? You don't remember that? He no. was really little. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, really I think fun. he was like five, maybe. Yeah, so... He had been used to every time he was eating milk or for the first time or something dairy, he would do some heavy breathing to like mm -hmm. check himself. And uh, <laughs> yeah, scared my mom. She thought she was having yeah. a, he was having a reaction. But uh, not good to, just to scare the grandparents, right? No. But but here's the thing: even if you don't have a child that has food allergies, you may have a niece, a nephew, you, your 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 friend may have a child that's over your house. These are just things that you know that are good to know. Like we said earlier. We didn't grow up with friends or even cousins. I, I mean, no one in my family had food allergies. So, you know, these are just things that to be mindful of. And also from a child's perspective, I think it's helpful to know just, you know, how they view it, especially because he's Dylan is the one who experiences firsthand. Thank you for yeah. sharing that with us, too. And, uh, well, Jackie, you've definitely put the fear of God in him when he goes places to, to be mindful of that. And it's been a very helpful training for him. It's okay to plant a little bit of fear in there with stuff like this is severe. It's serious. But not, not to the point of being like debilitating. Right? No, so not. Some, there's that balance of. Not an anxiety, but yeah. they need to yeah, be aware. Yeah, you know, you die. <laughs> they need to yeah. be aware of the things that, you know, they shouldn't be eating or touching or ingesting that could potentially have, you know, a life-altering results so you know for stuff like that I think you need to be really clear especially from a very young age we always told Dylan you know explained to EpiPens the medicine the food little by little and you mm -hmm. know became more of a normal thing instead of making him feel like it was weird or strange or he was the odd man out. I mean it's you a know, lot of work normal. it's a lot of work as parents and mm -hmm. it's a lot of work as a kid with with having it 
Yeah. You know, we've, you, there's so many things you don't even realize that you have to be mindful of and learn about. And the DuPixent really, mm-hmm. the two biggest things that I think, looking back over the last few years, mm-hmm. one, when he grew out of the milk or grew out of the dairy and the egg allergy, that really opened up a ton of There's foods. egg and everything, yeah. And then two was the DuPixent was absolutely life-changing. And so we've kind of, mm-hmm. I don't want to say we've gotten like we slacked have a routine, off, but we, but have, we a routine, have a good routine, right? Mm-hmm. But um, like one thing that like just popped in my mind, like remember we had to do research on peanut oil? Because mm-hmm. everything at Chick-fil-A is cooked in peanut oil. Yeah, we love some favorite, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> restaurant. So <laughs> we had to look, and, and so peanut oil, just they when it's pressed, it presses the protein that causes the allergic reaction out, so mm-hmm. it's actually safe to eat. That's yeah. not medical advice. That's no, but just, we just, uh, for Dylan, yeah, it was it, fine. That, we, were, we were confident there. And, mm-hmm. and we did research on that. you quite him. a bit of Chick-fil-A in your life. And, yes. Uh, it's our go-to. But, um, you know, so I think the reverse, if, you, if, if you're a parent and some you know new new child's over and hanging out and you're making food just ask it's not it's not a it's not an intrusive question you don't have to you know make it awkward just Mm -hmm. just ask and now that it's more common and a lot of kids like we said earlier one in 25 children will have some form of a food allergy it's wise um not only for you but and also looking out for the child and you know parents are juggling a million different things there may you know sometimes here there are some information may slip through the cracks it doesn't hurt to ask. Right. All right. So, Dylan, last question, kind of going back to what we said. Like, any last, any last words, any last thoughts, or if you're speaking to um, either parents that have little ones with with food allergies or, or little ones that have food allergies, what would you say to them about their, you know, what to what to expect for the next few years if they're little? Uh, well, first things first. Uh, cream. Like, don't use oils. That okay. like. If you're going in a hot environment, just never use oil. That ends up, like, making the flares worse. Because, I don't know, something about that just, like, it makes it more itchy and mm-hmm. just, like, I don't know. It just it aggravates makes, it? Yeah, it just aggravates it. It makes it worse. And, like, that counts for Vaseline, mm-hmm. of course, because that stuff, like, it, it, when it gets hot, it melts into oil. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I use stuff that, you know, can chill, like, any cream. That's a great cream to use. No, they're not sponsoring us. But, <laughs> but it is definitely a great cream to and use. It's, and that one, and I think that's a good point, that, you know, find the right, the creams that work for your skin. And it's cheap. And it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. $15 a tub. Really expensive prescription, you know, creams that didn't do anything for we you. We did. We had some We've tons. done everyone. We've had everything. <laughs> I mean, I have drawers full of stuff that just didn't work. Oh, yeah. I still have, like, a box. Yeah. And that box is, like, eight it's years like, old. And, and it's that just stuff full was of, like, so random expensive. stuff. Right. And so yeah. we happened to find Vanny Cream. It worked great. Mm-hmm. And so we, we bought us some Vanny Cream. Stock up on some Vanny Cream. Yeah. That stuff has been really good that for you. That stuff's real. great. And that stuff lasts a long time, too. It really yeah. does. What about I mean, emotionally? Like... You know, because it's, it's not, obviously it's physical, but you talked about feeling crappy and things. Like, so what would you tell little ones if... if... Eh, it just gets annoying. That's the one thing about it. Yeah. It's most it's mostly just annoying. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what's, like, something that you can give them that's a positive takeaway that maybe they can, when they're thinking about how annoying it is or how uncomfortable it is, what can give them maybe just a positive outlook? Uh, talk to friends about it. That's yeah. One thing. Like... Oh my gosh, dude, this stuff sucks. That's one thing to do. Something yeah. like that. Just talk about it? Yeah. Or talk to your mom and dad? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just don't keep it all in, right? If you're, yeah. if you're dealing with it emotionally, let, it out. let yeah. it out. Talk to someone. Always. Really good, buddy. 
Well, we really appreciate you coming on. I know it's not easy to talk about things like this, but I think this is fun. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun, right? Yeah, I like it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today um, on our episode regarding food allergies and eczema. We hope to hope you guys join us next week and take care. Be safe. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, please continue to listen on Podbean, iTunes, or Spotify, and hit subscribe. Also, visit us at DestinationMarriagePodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at Destination underscore Marriage, and be sure to tune in to our next episode.